kind of lucky, don't they, Mom? Why do you say that? Well, they don't have to be smart. They don't have to get jobs or anything. All they got to do is get married. They can become dressmakers or cut people's nails in a barber shop or take care of kids and a lot of other dumb stuff. <laughs> All right, so rule number one, um, don't leave it to Beaver when it comes to your view on marriage. Times are changing. Ladies can do stuff now. And you're going to have to learn how to deal with that. If you don't already know me, my name is Tony Galati. I am an iron rep for men of iron. My job is to provide tools and resources to help equip men to engage in leadership, seek accountability, and to pursue mentorship. Today we'll talk about what a healthy marriage would look like, according to the Bible. That'll be our first session. And then we'll have four more because we have five Mondays in July. So I get to talk to you for five different sessions. Second session will be what prevents us from having and maintaining a healthy marriage. And then we'll go to some tools for a healthy marriage and finish it off at the end of July with living it out. What does that look like and challenges and resources? Man, I hope I could encourage you guys. This is a passion of mine. So, um, you know, let's get it. So if we are going to look at the definition of marriage, a lot of people are familiar with Ephesians 5. Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord, for the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church. Now the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit in everything to their husbands. All right, go to verse 25. That was 22 there. Verse 25, husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word, so that he might present the church to himself in splendor, without spot or wrinkle or any such thing. Verse 28 says, In the same way husbands should love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself, for no one ever hated his own flesh, but he nourishes it and he cherishes it, just as Christ does the church. I really think we need to focus on that verse 25. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. So we know what that means, right? He gave himself up for the church. He died for the church. He died for us. The church is not a building. The church is not the church you go to every Sunday. The church is us. The church is the body of Christ. It's all of us, unified. At least we should be. So if you think about it, you know, Christ died for all of us and he took, you know, um, he was tortured, he was whipped, he was insulted, he was mocked. So if we're supposed to love our wives like Christ loved the church, which is sacrificing his life for it, does that give us a little bit of a different view on what our role is? Hopefully. But um, I did say I was going to define marriage a little bit. You know, what what a healthy marriage is. That's what I want to do today is just tell you what a healthy marriage is. You know, you want to know what a healthy marriage is? A healthy marriage is when you have two healthy people that love each other and want to spend the rest of their lives together. Too many times you don't get two healthy people. But how do you get a healthy person? We can go right back to the top of Ephesians 5. Ephesians 5.1, therefore be imitators of God as beloved children and walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. Be imitators of God. Okay? 
walk in love as Christ loved. So in order to know how Christ loved, probably be helpful to read the Bible to, to know how he loved, to know the extent of his love. I'm telling you, once we start realizing that loving our wife has to be looked at with the same love that Christ loved the church, that, that Christ loved us, it doesn't leave us a whole lot of options. So to identify a healthy marriage, talking about two healthy people who love God, that is the foundation. Many times we don't walk into it with the right foundation. Maybe, if we're lucky, we got half of a foundation. But once you enter into marriage with two unhealthy people, well, guess what? Marriage brings its own problems with it. Sure, it brings its own joys as well. But now you're living with someone and maybe that little bit of selfishness that you had before, well, you better believe that's going to get exposed. That little bit of control you had before, you better believe that's going to get tested. So if we're unable to love others daily and imitate Christ daily, how are we going to do it with someone we live with for the rest of our lives? So a healthy marriage is two people committed to Christ. A healthy marriage is a husband who loves his wife to death. We could also look at 1 Peter 3, 7, where it says, Likewise, husbands, live with your wives in an understanding way, showing honor to the woman as the weaker vessel, so that your prayers may not be hindered. Live with your wives in an understanding way, showing honor, weaker vessel, prayer's not getting hindered. I got to go to this weaker vessel. I think some people take that to the extreme to mean women are below us. That is not what this means. For me, I like to think of a weaker vessel as maybe like a fine china, very expensive, fine, beautiful china with maybe some really cool design on it. But it's, you drop it on the floor or just look at it the wrong way and it might crack. Okay, don't go too far with that. But you got to be careful with it. You got to treat it with love, treat it with value. A guy is more like um, like an aluminum Yeti tumbler. Knock it all around, drop it on the floor, whatever, it's fine. Pick it up, it's going to work. Move on. Picture the aluminum Yeti tumbler on a table and picture this beautiful, fragile, expensive, valuable teacup and picture them being the same size because they both can hold the same value inside, the same volume of liquid inside, but on the outside, they're a little different. Everything could be taken back to loving others. Everything could come back to being imitators of God and walking in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us. If we live our lives that way, I guarantee our marriage will be amazing. So even though I'm talking about what a healthy marriage looks like, it has to be two healthy individuals. Two healthy individuals submitted, surrendered to God. Now, some of you might be listening and say, well, great, that's a healthy marriage. That's not what I have. Well, then good, because I got four more sessions to go. 
and I'm going to give you some tools and resources. And hey, listen, in no way have I arrived or have I perfected this. There is such a thing as grace, and there was one perfect man on earth, and that was Jesus, and that's not you. But you can strive to be an imitator of him, and that's what I'm hoping we're going to do throughout this next month. So next week, we're going to talk about what prevents us from having that healthy marriage. What, what gets in the way? What are the major things we deal with? If we're there, how do we keep it? If we're not there, how do we get there? And for the person who's listening and feels like it's over, maybe even filed divorce already, but it's by no accident you're listening to this. Do not put limitations on God. If you are struggling in your marriage, I want you to look at Ephesians 3.20. Write it down, carry it around with you. Never forget this. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think, according to the power at work within us, far more abundantly than we ask or think. Remove your ceiling. Allow God to tell you how far he can go. Allow God to show you what he can do. Not just more than you can think. It says more than you can ask or think. You know what stops us from getting where we need to go? We we choose. The honest truth is we don't believe he can do abundantly more. We believe we know where the limit is. We believe we know where the ceiling is. Best lie of the devil. Identify that lie. Replace it with the truth. And move forward. And see things and experience things you never thought possible. Looking forward to getting back with you guys next week. Please feel free to reach out and I could provide you with some resources. Men of Iron has many resources and I'll be happy to talk to you myself. Tony G at menofiron.org. You can get on our website, menofiron.org. And if you need something to read in the meantime, you're struggling with your marriage or you just want to up your game a little bit, Sacred Marriage by Gary Thomas. Listen to this tagline. What if God designed marriage to make us holy more than to make us happy? What if God designed marriage to make us holy more than to make us happy? Let me tell you something. Anytime I look to my wife and get frustrated or there's things that are that are bothering me, and they could be legitimate things, I go to God, I talk to God, and you know what? I've got things to work on. He is making me more holy. And as long as my goal is to follow and obey Christ and completely surrender to Him, my focus doesn't stay on my marriage. I don't get consumed by my marriage. When my marriage is not going well, it does not consume me anymore. It doesn't change my moods anymore. It doesn't stop me from doing things. It doesn't put me into depression anymore. Am I saying it doesn't affect me? Absolutely not. But I could live where I didn't used to be able to live. And I could love where I didn't used to be able to love. Not only love my wife and love God, but love myself as well. I don't care what your situation is right now. I'm telling you, we can work through this. Stick with me the rest of the month. Love you guys. Praying for you guys. Look forward to meeting you in person someday. And feel free to shoot me over an email if you need to talk. Appreciate you. 